Good morning and welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. It is the 2nd of January. It's a Tuesday morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for listening. Happy New Year to you. I'm coming to you from a gym uh, down in Oswatomie, Kansas. Walking because I've got a lot to do today. I wanted to get the podcast done. There were some thoughts that I wanted to get out there before anything else. Before I forgot them, mostly because that's usually what happens. I have these great ideas. Well, at least I think they're great ideas. And by the time I get back done walking or from walking or whatever, those ideas are gone. Maybe they're not that important. You can let me know. The first idea I wanted to talk about is, you know, we're a nation of laws. At least we're built as a nation of laws. The whole premise of the Constitution, the whole premise of the federal system that we have is that laws are well-defined and that they're enforced and that justice is indeed blind and that justice doesn't care about your feelings, justice doesn't care about the why. The question is, was the law broken or not? Now, when you have too many laws... You have to bring the touchy-feely in because if you sneeze on a street corner, chances are you violated some law, as it is anymore. And so we have become a nation with too many laws. But I wanted to focus on the federal government, and I wanted to focus on what the federal government is doing in regards to obeying the laws that it has on the books. I'm not talking about individual citizens obeying the laws. I'm talking about the federal government obeying the law that was duly passed and upheld uh, by Congress and by the courts. And so, of course, we're going to talk about immigration. We could talk about, make this easily about gun control. We could make this easily about marijuana. By the way, did you know that President Biden arbitrarily said he's going to start blanket pardoning people who have been convicted for the simple possession of marijuana? I don't disagree with that as long as you remove the marijuana laws off the books and as long as you look at each case to see whether or not other cases such as a violent charge were dismissed in exchange for a marijuana plea. Yeah, I'm a little bit out of breath, but that's all right. And so, but I wanted to focus on immigration. You know, our... Immigration, the statutes are very clear. There's not any kind of ambiguity in them whatsoever. If you come across the border illegally and claim asylum, you are to be detained, detained, until an asylum hearing can determine whether your claim is legitimate, whether you're actually here because you're fleeing for your life or whether you're here because you recognize that there's an opportunity in the United States, that racist country, that you didn't have in your previous country. By the way, as the best and brightest flee these other nations, those nations are left to essentially become impoverished, well, Ann Coulter referred to them as hellholes, but they're self-created by the government and actually by the people in those nations where there actually is a democratic process. We can watch with interest what's going on in Argentina. By the way, you want to see what a president does? He's going on vacation for the holidays. 
President Malay flies commercial. Now, let me tell you, no president on this earth probably has a target on their back as far as the potential security issue as Javier Malay. He is destroying the socialist state. And so while the people may love him, they haven't felt the pain yet. And they will. But that's something that's a pain that's necessary. The government, which he is axing, potentially have a lot of a lot of violent actors in it. I mean you know, we always talk about the disgruntled postman, right? Well, he just fired five thousand federal employees in Argentina. Do you think they might be disgruntled having looked at the opportunity to have a permanent job where they just don't have to do anything but because they work for the state they just have a pen, a uh, salary and then a pension and yet he flies commercial now flying commercial of course he's still flying the state airline he hasn't he hasn't ditched uh, that one yet I'm sure he will but that this is somebody that is leading by example President Biden takes I'm not sure what airplane he flies over to, to Delaware, whether it's Marine One, the helicopter, or whether he's got, probably doesn't fly the 747 over, but flies over to Delaware pretty much every weekend for him to sit on the beach, currently in the Virgin Islands, on your expense. By the way, Javier Malay paid for his own ticket, paying for his own vacation. But back to the border. The law is very clear. Somebody claims asylum, they are detained until an asylum hearing. Now, of course, that's not what the law is not being followed. The law is just been thrown out. People are being brought in, they're being processed, maybe, and they are being taken to, they're being released. Where do you want to go? NGOs, courtesy of you, the taxpayer are paying for these people not only to get here, so they're paying the cartels. You know, Biden's uh, immigration policy has been a huge boom for the drug and human traffickers. Billions and billions and billions of dollars going to them because nobody crosses the border, uh, the southern border anyway, without paying the drug cartels. That's a fact. So... Anywhere from, let's, let's, let's be optimistic and say half of those that are claiming asylum actually are actually have legitimate claims. By the way, the number is more like only 30% of the people that are coming to the United States actually have an asylum claim. But let's go with half. Their hearings are 6 to 10 years away. Most of the time, they don't even have a notice to appear because there's no calendar for it. And so they're sent somewhere. They're given vouchers for homes and food and, and money and maybe even work permits and IDs. And so they're living their life. Now, let's say four, four years, let's be optimistic, say four years down the line, they have their appearance and they're actually one of about half of those that bother to appear. And their claim is denied turns out they were just here for economic opportunity, which is not a legitimate claim for asylum. Now what do you do? 
their kids are in school, they have a job, they, they have a place that they're living, do you uproot them and send them back to the country that they came from? And will the country even accept them? We don't have extradition country, com, we don't have extradition treaties with a lot of countries that people are coming here. How humane is that, by the way? They're supposed to be detained until they have a hearing. That's the law. Now, they would say, well, the law needs to be changed, right? Well, first of all, if people understood that they weren't going to get in to this country unless their asylum claim was approved, how many of the people that are coming here would even bother? I would say probably the majority of them would not come here. How many of them would come here knowing that if their ch- baby was born in the United States was not automatically granted citizenship, which if they're here illegally, they are not obviously subject to the laws of this land. So the 14th Amendment granting what they call birthright citizenship to illegal immigrants, I think you could make a case does not apply. But what if they were told that their children that are born here are not automatically U.S. citizens? How many of these people would come? How many of these people would spend, say, their their middle class, wherever they come from, they're coming here for an economic opportunity, which is a good deal of them. That's what we're told. So they arrive, and then they're told, well, nope economic opportunity is not legitimate claim for asylum so you have to go back December shattered any record when it comes to uh, illegal immigrants at the border close to 300,000 tried to cross in December now you know, you go to a movie theater, I mean, compare it this way. People have tickets to a movie, right? So they're outside waiting in line to go to the theater. It's an opening, I don't know, take your pick what movie. And a movie that people actually want to see, not most of Hollywood's Claptrap. Certainly not a Disney film if that's the case. But then, so they're waiting in line with their tickets to get in but there's a whole nother line for people that don't have tickets and the movie theater's just letting them in find a seat so let's say that you were close to the front so the theater's not full you get in somebody's sitting in your seat what do you do normally the theater would say well excuse me person that's doesn't even have a ticket. You're sitting in somebody who actually does have a ticket. You're sitting in their seat. That's what's going on with our immigration system. And again, I use immigration as an example. But every aspect of the federal government's control over our lives is the same way. Too many laws, meaning laws are going to be selectively enforced or selectively not enforced. Or, well, it's too hard to get rid of the law, so we're just not going to follow it anymore. And that's predominantly the case it is with marijuana. Federal law hasn't changed on marijuana. 
but yet enforcement is all but non-existent. A couple other things. Chiefs are stumbling their way to the playoffs. It's amazing. Their defense is doing fantastic, but their offense is struggling. And one has to ask this question. You know, Eric Bieniemy, who last year was the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, Chiefs got got to and won the Super Bowl. The offense is significantly different this year. Now, one of the knocks on Eric Bieniemy in his applications or his interviews for a head coach at another NFL team has always been, well, it was always Andy Reid doing the play calling. And so Eric Bieniemy was just kind of there. And, you know, I don't know if he's got the tools in Washington. He certainly doesn't have the tools in Washington that he had here in Kansas City. And so you can't really judge his job as offensive coordinator there. But here's the thing. With a few exceptions, of course, and there are exceptions, Andy Reid or Matt Nagy, the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs now, has a comparable tool set. that they had last year. Now, it could be that defenses have kind of figured out the Chiefs' offense, but in reality, the Chiefs have lost their offensive flair mainly because of receivers' inability to catch the ball, which forces Mahomes into having to throw balls that he probably shouldn't have, which end up as interceptions. And so the question is this. If it was Andy Reid calling the plays before, you know, and Eric Bieniemy was just a figurehead, what's the deal now? Is it Matt Nagy that's the problem? If if the knock on Bieniemy was true, then no, obviously Matt Nagy's not the problem. But if, say, for example, Andy Reid was calling the plays for Bieniemy. But he's not now for Matt Nagy. He's decided Matt Nagy can actually call the plays himself. What does that say about Andy Reid? Not that I have anything against him. I think he's a wonderful man. I don't think that this, what could be implied by what I just said, is a true statement. I think that something is different. And I think probably what it is is that Eric Bieniemy was the play caller before with certain guidelines by Andy Reid. And those similar guidelines are given by Andy Reid to... Matt Nagy now, and he's just not having the same success because maybe Matt Nagy is seeing things a little bit differently. What are your thoughts on that? Here we start the new year. Is it worth even doing the podcast? Just let me know how you feel about that. Anyway, remember, taxation is theft. The NGOs that are feeding money to the cartels are feeding your tax dollars to the cartels. We'll have a whole episode coming up about charitable contributions, especially with tax season, you know, and such coming up. But I wanted to just right off the bat, taxation truly is theft, and perhaps not just taking money from something to give to another, but maybe taking your money and putting it to something that maybe you don't agree with. Anyway, this is Snake River Lib. Happy New Year.